cup. Gray what? Gray cup. I say gray, you say? No. I say gray, you say? Cup. Gray. Cup. Gray. Cup. Pew, 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 pew. Go team that won. <laughs> Not that we, it, it's one of like six teams in Canada. So uh, you I was know. counting this earlier with my father-in-law. There are the BC Lions. Yes. One. Uh, help me keep help me keep track here. Edmonton Elks. Okay, BC Lions, uh, Edmonton Elks, uh, yep. Calgary Stampeders, yep. uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, yep. um, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, yep. uh, Hamilton Tie Cats, yep. Toronto Argonauts, yep. uh, Montreal Alouettes. Alouettes. Yep. And that's it. That is it. I think. Did yes. I miss anybody? Not that I can think of. Oh, Ottawa uh, Red Blacks. Oh, you're teams. right, the Red Blacks. I forgot about them completely. The Ottawa team that has like come and gone like nine times yeah. at one point. They were Rough Riders too. <laughs> Rough Rider! Yeah. <laughs> they were also the Rough Riders. And the Red and Blacks often look like the Stampeders. And so I'm like, are we playing against ourselves? Is that like, yeah. there's so yeah. few teams that we were just like, it's screw masturbation. We have to <laughs> <laughs> Nothing for the Maritimes or the territories, I see. Which is, Not yet, you know. but apparently, while looking into what teams we do have, there has been a very long attempt to put a team out in Atlanta, Canada called, oh, what were they called? The, like, the Whalers. Fishers or something. <laughs> no, the, the Whalers. No, it was something like very Maritime. I can't remember, like Cod, Coddies or something. Oh, God. Those poor people like we. Um, but it has failed multiple times. I mean, like, it makes sense to put a team out there. Why not? Give them something to do. Uh, mostly due to like market size, right? Uh, I mean, I was reading more about how like Halifax is an up and coming. I'm sure they've been saying this for decades, but is a little more like an artsy haven for people. Oh yeah, no, no, I know many people who have lived there. Uh, Why not a football and, crowd? And, <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's known for lesbians and art. <laughs> Good crowd. Not joking. Fairs. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> it's like the capital of lesbians in Canada. Um, I bet that place runs like, like a hot dam, though, like very orderly. Wow, that sounds sort of inappropriate. <laughs> the Atlantic Schooners, that was the team they tried to put out the there. The Schooners, that's a better one than the Whalers. That's better than Cotters. Wow, I don't even know what a Cotter is, Ben. Like uh, It's like, you know, somebody who eats codfish or whatever. Or even like the the Atlantic Canada Puffins. Like, oh, that would be cute. He said Puffins are more traditionally, you know, Arctic Canada. It feels like you'd be stealing that are from they? a different region. No. Aren't they? Crud. Aren't, aren't. You know, I don't know. I always thought Puffins. Puffins are exclusive to Canada, but I don't they know are. exactly where. Baffin Bay? Puffins can also be found in Scotland, but no. not to the same extent. They do not come from there. I'm sorry to tell you this, but. They migrate to there and return back to here. Yes. But they, like, they, you can see them there. I just said that. I don't know if that's true. Puffin. Okay, I'm going to look this up right now. I'm Googling it. Puffins. Puffins are Canadian. Don't take that away from us. You can't take that away from me. Okay, here we go. Puffins are North Atlantic Ocean. So um, in North America, <laughs> that is Labrador, Newfoundland, and to the northeastern United States. Um, and then can be found in Iceland, Greenland, Brittany, so the coast of like France, parts of the UK, and northern Russia. Oh, way to think I don't know where Brittany is. Sorry, I forgot I was talking to the most like Elitist. worldly traveler. <laughs> I have traveled a lot. You have. I you have, know, yeah. I legit mean that. Like you are a traveling type of guy. Uh, and yet I still sound like I haven't. 
<laughs> this might shock you, but this guy here, he's left his home city before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you not tell? <laughs> Flick a turb on your <laughs> Yes, I have left my home province, Multiple my home city. Multiple times. At least twice. I was going to say 10, but you know. Uh, it's probably more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you try, you've lived in other places. You've traveled. Yeah, you're a traveler. I traveled the world and the seven seas. And everybody's looking for someone. Uh, no, Something. it's funny how you go to that. I was thinking uh, Sweeney Todd when that came up. Oh, I please. have seen the world and its wonders. That's a great I song. I love Sweeney Todd, but I don't remember that song. It's what the like the cabin boy sings when he's coming yeah. back into England before he meets. Yeah. Um, becomes a pie. Well, spoiler. He doesn't become a pie. Oh, I thought everyone became no, a pie. No, he and Sweeney's daughter are like It's everybody's a pie. No, not everybody's a pie. But wouldn't that be a great Muppet? A pie? A yeah. Sweeney pie? Yeah, it's like singing yeah, it along like Muppet. all the Muppets and then it's like not as scary. <laughs> oh my God, they should do Sweeney Todd as Muppets. Oh my God. Okay, so this this is very important okay. uh, to me to discuss. Can you hold that thought yeah, okay. while I do our yeah, theme put song? Yeah, okay. back to the show. This is Dork Matters, a dorky podcast for dorks, and I'm your dad dork host, Ben Rankle. With me is your Edorkator, Lexi Hunt. Hello. Hello. Oh, that was a good Cockney accent uh, to get us back to what we were talking about. Right. Right, Governor. Fancy a shave? Right then. Have a sit in my chair. Oh, that's an interesting one. Do Cockney people often offer a seat? I don't know. I've never been to Cockney. Uh... (laughs) Little known part of England, Cocknea. Cockland. <laughs> the cocks from Cockland. Oh my God. Yeah, that's where they're from. Oh, Governor, wouldn't that be a great voice for a Sweeney pie? It really would be because I just see it so plainly in like the pie, and then the little top of the pie opens up, and that's its mouth with little eyes. Okay, are all of the puppets in the in the Sweeney Todd? Muppet Sweeney Todd musical pies. No. no, just but when he does turn them into pies, they're not like gone, gone. They become pies that like sit on the shelves and sing during that song. I think that we're looking at, Ben, I think about this often. Thank you for asking. Um, I think we're looking at a Muppet Christmas Carol scenario where the like 90% of the cast is Muppet mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then 10%, including Sweeney Todd, are characters playing it straight, like just super, super yeah. straight. As straight as possible. Can we get Michael Caine again, or is he dead? I mean, he's. I don't think he's going to be a good Sweeney. We need someone a little bit more young. A little more fresh. A little more fresh. Are you asphyxiating yourself? There seems to be a belt attached to your neck. This is my belt wall here. It's stuck on my bun. Okay. Right back here. Right. As long as it's go. not We're around good. your neck. I feel like this you should save an... that for off the air. Don't worry. Everything's fine. No erotic asphyxiation no. during showtime. <laughs> It's the only way I can get through fucking recording this shit. <laughs> no. I so but the question is I don't know who I would want to play Sweeney Todd. So who do you think would make a good person Sweeney Todd in a Muppet retelling of the tale? This is gonna sound wild, but Johnny Depp. 
I mean, I was thinking that too, Ben, a little bit of, yep, I think you're right. Right? Like, we know he's already been Sweeney Todd. There's some controversy. Did he, didn't he? Probably I mean, piece yeah. of his shit, you know? But Sweeney Todd's a murderer, so maybe that's fine. I kind of think he would be a good Sweeney Todd again. Like, you know that he could just dance around a bunch of Muppets, right? Like, is this his revival? Have we just written his his career revival? <laughs> We're bringing back... We gave him a hand back out of the grave. We're bringing Johnny back. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna Muppet him and all his... I don't know. I got nothing. Muppet his ass to death. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's a good episode. I, I think that you could have so much fun with Sweeney Todd murdering Muppets. This is where I'm at and why I was so excited when you brought this up mm-hmm. is because I feel like all Muppet, we need Muppet movies that are we do. a Muppets X again, yeah. a Muppets Christmas Carol, yes. a Muppets Treasure Island, mm-hmm. you know? That was where they shined the brightest. Yeah. Not everyone agrees with me. That's fine. That's subjective. But those were my favorite. Well, those people are wrong. I mean. Yeah. Objectively wrong. Demonstrably wrong. Scientifically wrong. I think I sent you, it was like a, a tweet. I refuse to call it X. It's still Twitter as far as I'm concerned. Of someone saying. I mean, I don't care to talk about it at all. No. But someone posting a comment about like, there should be a Muppet retelling of like Wuthering Heights or something. And it like. Absolutely. Muppet Pride and Prejudice. How are we not yeah, there? But then featuring like Adam Driver, just like playing the hell out of the role oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. to a Muppet would be so good was it us have we talked about this already i mean we probably have because we do adam driver would also make a great sweeney todd you know he i don't know about the singing i can't i don't know if i've ever heard him sing i'm sure he could he's i don't need him to sing we can auto-tune that shit it is a musical ben you can't auto-tune that's more of that's a wookie my friend Okay, a Muppet Star Wars. <laughs> oh, that would be so good. Disney owns them all now, so go for not it. Not all, but <gasps> most. They own most of the Muppets. Uh, okay, not that's... all. Like, they don't own Fraggle Rock somehow. Which is amazing. I guess because the Fraggles are not considered Muppets in spite of, as you will learn, having been in many of the Muppet mm-hmm. Christmas specials, or at least one. Yeah, at least one. So, you know, but they didn't count as a Muppet apparently during that procurement because Jim Henson Studios stayed separate, what okay. was sold was the Muppet brand. Uh, all of that to say, yes, we could. We could have Disney Muppets. So I'm thinking of like some of those like big classic, like when you think of theater, you think of like Citizen Kane or like... Fucking Rent. A Muppet's Rent. A Muppet's Rent. I think a Muppet Citizen Kane. Yeah. A Muppet retelling of The Matrix. I think Kermit would look good in a duster. Yeah, that's true. But I think you were on the right track initially with the like more period, like classic literature stuff. Uh, They do well with the classics. I don't know what it is, but they really do well with like, especially like period England, because I think the accents are funny Mm -hmm. and you can make fun of them and you're not being offensive. Yeah. I mean. You sure can, governor. Make fun of our dirty, stinky accents. See, there you no go. No one cares. No one's offended. No one cares. <laughs> the English. Probably the maybe the English. And then you just point out their colonial nature, and they're just like, oh, and they have to shut up. Yeah. When are they going to apologize? Never. Huh? Never. Yeah, We've never. talked about it. They'll never apologize. So, as far as I'm concerned, we can have Muppet retellings of all their major classics, and they can't say shit. What about the Crown with Muppets? Oh yeah, I don't know. Uh, Janice the Muppet playing Diana. <laughs> <laughs> Janice. Fozzie could be the queen. 
Oh, Fozzie would make a great queen with his little gray wig and a little... Oh, <laughs> holding his little purse up here, he would make a great queen. Uh, and Muppet Treasure Island, what's uh, what's little Mr. Thimble or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> the talking finger? <laughs> There's so many good Muppets. I am with you, though. Sweeney Todd seems like a fucking slam dunk. It does! Like, Muppet Sweeney Todd is right there. What are some other great classic literature that we need to do here? 1984? I mean... Muppets 1984? Just like anything Charles Dickens, they could really go down the yeah, Oliver Twist side side of things and really... I mean, hey, if ta- Disney's been there, they did talking, you know, Billy... D- Why should I worry? Ex- I would yes. say possibly the best Disney song mm-hmm. ever. That was a great one. Why should I care? And then just do it with yeah, Muppets. Yeah, all of our um, Yeah, but with Muppets and Billy Joel. Uh, Count of Monte Cristo, I think, as Muppets would be great. Count <laughs> seems a little dark, but I like it. I kind of, but you know, the darker the better. I think it would be. Yeah. Very good to see like Kermit like just spiral into a place of darkness and revenge, and then he goes out to avenge Miss Piggy, and she like leaves him, and he's yeah. like, "Why?" Oh. It was great. Then he just kills off all the suitors. Have, have the Muppets done the Three Musketeers yet? Because that seems like a gimme. I feel like they have, but now that you say that, maybe it's just I want it so badly. Yeah, I often say that about Muppets too. <laughs> I just so badly want, want so this badly. to happen. What? Muppet is your most uh, attractive. You have to be honest. Which one Which one was your first pick? When you say attractive. Like you are forced to make out with a Muppet. Which one are you choosing? Oh. God, that's a tough one, Ben. They're not attractive, really. But no. there is something sexual well, to some of them. There's the one pig that's on Pigs in Space on the Muppet Show that has like the ass dimple chin. The Captain Kirk pig. The Captain yeah. Kirk pig. I feel like that's low-hanging fruit. Like, I'd probably go for that one, but... Because they look like testicles. Well, because he looks the most human out of all of the Muppets. Oh, I thought you meant low-hanging fruit like testicle. No. I thought you were making a testicle joke. I mean, maybe Janice, because I just feel like she'd be like, okay, like... I was honestly thinking <laughs> Janice know. seems the most normal. Miss Piggy, though, there's something sensual about that. No, she's aggressive. Yeah. She'd try to control the situation. You, yeah. Janice would, like, Janice would have the moment, and then she'd be like, okay, cool, see you around. And then, like, it wouldn't be a thing. Yeah. It would just be like, we had, like, we were both in a place. No, you're right. Miss Piggy would get possessive, but she it would, would definitely be more passionate than with Janice, who. Janice might would fall probably asleep. fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Animal? Animal would destroy you. <laughs> There's no coming back from that. No. Yeah. Once you go animal, you can't do anything else. No. And then <laughs> you either have to go for the like humanoid or you have to go so far like to Gonzo, Gonzo. to be like, I don't even know. <laughs> Just suck on that nose for a bit. I don't know. <laughs> God. We came here to talk about Christmas. This is keep it together, Lex. Come on. <laughs> no, I mean, we know where we knew where we were going with the Gonzo. No, I he's, know. On, he's got a giant protruding nose. What were they thinking? They, we know what they were thinking. Yeah. Sexy. Lots of fun jokes with this one. This chicken magnet. Oh, I love the Muppets. I actually just got a Statler and Waldorf uh, figure for my office. Oh, so um, friend of the show, Kyle, who when we were on um, the Good Enough Gaming podcast. Good Enough Gaming podcast, pals. He is one of the basketball coaches at my workplace. And he he coaches with another 
another Kyle. Does he quote Airbud a lot? No, but they often will heckle the children, much like our two old men Muppets. Oh, I don't think you're supposed to do that in modern school. But they do it in like loving, funny ways. Like, no, no, don't. Well, you're also not supposed to love the kids. Oh, ben, for God's sake, either way. <laughs> You started us down this road. I'm not the one who suggested sucking on Gonzo's nose. We were going to get there eventually. Don't don't feel high and mighty. <laughs> What's, how's the weather up there on your high, high horse? <laughs> uh, I'm actually just at a standing desk. <laughs> <laughs> I know it seems like I'm on a high uh, horse, but just my good posture at my desk. Oh, good for you. Thank you. Let's get into what we got here to TikTok about. <laughs> TikTok. That's right. We're TikToking now. We're doing it. That's what we do here. We do TikToks. We are talking Muppets Christmas. A very Mupp Dorks Christmas. A very Mupp Dorks. No, how about Muppets Dorkmas? That's a better um, title for this episode. A very Muppets Dorkmas. That yeah, I, I, I get that. That's fine. So when you think of Muppets and Christmas, what do you think of? I think of a Muppet Family Christmas. That's my go-to. I know. And I like that. I like that. And then I think of the Muppet Christmas Carol yes. or a Muppet yeah. Christmas Carol. And and those are pretty much, I think, what most people think of. Mm-hmm. Those are the big ones. But I would like to take you on a journey through one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten Muppets Christmas specials that exist. I, I am going to say that I didn't realize I have seen the Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas had no idea that it was Muppet related, so I was very excited to see that. Well, this is worth talking about. Let's start with yeah. Emmett. There are no notable Muppets in no. it. No. It is Jim Henson's Muppet Shop production. These are Muppets by the definition of Jimmy H having put them together, and they carry the brand Muppet. Um, but yeah, it's a story. It's a sort of gift of the Magi rip. Um do you remember anything about it? I remember it was my dad's best friend's most favorite Christmas movie, and he was so excited to show it to us. And we watched it one Christmas, and all of us were like, oh, that's all I remember is being like, oh, <laughs> like kind of let down. <laughs> and he was like, let's hope your dad's friend still listens to this he show. Act, quite sadly, he passed oh, away no. a number of years Great. ago. Perfect for a Christmas special. Thank but you. But it's one of those things that I always, whenever I see it, it makes me think of him and like with great love because he loved it so much, so much. Uh, I think I watched as a fever dream as like a four or five year old, but I don't remember anything <laughs> about it. I remember it being kind of weird and sad. Uh, the, yeah. the otters are super uh, in a bad place, like really poor. Mm hmm. And end up just destroying the world, trying to do something nice for each other, and then something about some weird dancing women. I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird movie. I'm glad we're talking about it though. It was definitely worth mentioning that it happened. Go out there and find it if you're bored. Watch it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I read out the plot, but it it goes on for quite some time, and it is quite sad. There's gangs involved. Yeah, like the river bottom, <laughs> bottom gang. Like oh, oh god, the river bottom yeah. gang. Uh, the cover to this is actually pretty cool, though. Pretty yes, charming. Yes, it really it is. It makes me want to watch it more than a lot of the other Muppet specials. It definitely looks homey, but as soon as someone talks about, like, a jug band, like, I'm just like, this is a whole yeah. other level of homey. <laughs> this is, like, middle America. Yeah, it's Appalachian homey. It is, it is, yeah. Yeah, it featured narration from Kermit the Frog, so I guess that is as close as you get to, like, <laughs> one of the more popular otters. Uh, it first premiered, oh, on CBC... <laughs> On December 4th, 1977. Uh, So, I guess accidentally Canadian. (laughs) Accidental Canadian. Uh, Wild. 
Okay, well, that's something to think about. Yeah, it was actually originally released on CBC, Canadian uh, Canadian Broadcasting Corporation here in Canada. And what year was that? 1977, so pre-us existing. 1977, okay. So uh, I'm, I'm reading here that it aired in the, in Americas on HBO in 1978. Yeah. So First look run. at that, like Canadians brought it up and HBO was like, sign that otter. Do you think the term emo comes from Emmett Otter? No. E-M-M-O. I don't. I never would okay. have thought that. Why would you? Why? Yeah. Because <laughs> there's letters. <laughs> it's word association. He also has an E Let's in his on. name? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a lot of letters out there, folks. <laughs> B is one. Uh, a is another. <laughs> I'm going to try to rip us through the more esoteric okay. of the Christmas, Muppet Christmas specials and, and try to hit on the one or two things that I think are interesting about okay. them. But the next one we have is the Christmas toy. Did you ever watch The Christmas Toy? I have never, ever heard of this. Jim Henson's The Christmas Toy. No, never. Look up this nightmare of a cover. It is another one that is introduced <laughs> by Kermit. Uh, and then for a long time, his part in that film was completely cut out until it was restored on Amazon Prime. This one came out in 1986 and was uh, completely sponsored by Kraft Foods. <laughs> By Kraft Foods. Now, that's an interesting one, huh? Yeah. It's interesting because I don't know if you ever listen to, like, old radio dramas. We are of an age yes. where that was not really a thing anymore. But sometimes you'd find some old tapes or whatever. But, like, they were often, like, The Shadow brought to you by Kane's light bulbs. You know, that sort of shit. That's... Yeah. Ovaltine and Little Orphan Annie. <laughs> yeah, yeah Little absolutely. Little Orphan Annie was always bringing yeah. radio plays to everybody. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's really weird. But the notable thing about this one the Christmas toy, Jim Henson's Home Entertainment Presents the Christmas toy, is that apparently Toy Story is almost like very strongly ripped off of this. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, uh, apparently there is a toy that shows up, a space toy who arrives with these other like living toys who know their toys, but the space toy no. doesn't really know that he's a, a toy yet. So he's going around acting like a real person, a real space person. Well, that's wild. Yeah. Good grief. So the, uh, the space person's Meteora, but yeah, they basically have like plot theft for that with Buzz. Uh, it's pretty shameless. I've never heard of this before, so this is fascinating. Yeah, it's wild. You can look it up. There's a lot of people that have done like a, oh, wow, this is weird. So, yeah, there's a lot. And I think that's probably the most notable thing mm -hmm. about a Christmas, the Christmas toy yep. is that. It's a toy story. <laughs> apparently, uh, Pixar decided to rip it off. <laughs> like, hey, nobody's watched this. <laughs> it was on TV for an hour one time in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. I think I think we can do it. I think no we can one will know. And no one did until this very moment. Yeah, no. Yeah, until now mm. we've we busted that wide open. So look into that if you want. You know, I bet there's somebody out there who wants to make an entire podcast about how Pixar is ripping off the Christmas. Probably. Um, that's all I want to say about that one. I just found that interesting. Okay. Uh, did I ever watch this one? Yes, I remember watching it. I do not remember anything about it except for the psychotically annoying. Uh, kind of a jerk tiger character who's the main character of it. Okay. And there's otherwise, it's it's very forgettable. Uh, I did not bother watching it again for this podcast. <laughs> it's I thought, good, yeah. Why bother? We'll just rip <laughs> through it. Um, the next one I want to get to is Mr. Willoughby's Christmas Tree. Huh. Yeah. Okay. 1995 Christmas television special. 
um, starring Kermit the Frog as a narrator. And it's based on a 1963 uh, beloved book, um, like a children's book that was also adapted into a off-Broadway dinner theater production, if that's interesting to you. Most notably here, this one stars Robert Downey Jr. I'm looking at the picture and I am shocked, yeah. like gobsmacked here. And the main plot... With Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, is is Robert Downey Jr.'s Mr. Willoughby uh, trying to set up Leslie Nielsen and Stalker Channing, <gasps> uh, who both work for him at his mansion. Of course they do, sure. And that's really all there is. I mean, it's kind of a cute story. I remember seeing this one as a kid as well. But basically, Mr. Willoughby wants the biggest tree. He gets it. It uh, doesn't quite fit. He cuts it off uh, at the top. And then that tree sort of gets passed down and cut and passed down and cut so that, like, person after little family after family finds the perfect tree and eventually ending Aww. with, like, a little mouse family that gets the perfect tree for them. That's so sweet. That's really nice. Yeah, I'll probably rewatch this one this year with, with my kids. It's uh, reading about it while we were getting prepped for this was interesting. But I just – Robert Downey Jr. talking about, like, who do you want to see in a Muppet yeah. film? <laughs> I mean, now. He kind of yeah, is there. He kind yeah. of would. Yeah. yeah. On the top of the list. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's move on. Maybe not the Sweeney Todd list, but still. No, no. Sweeney Todd is either Adam Driver or somehow a, a redeemed Johnny Depp. Yeah. I have no other ideas. Adam Driver can just do whatever he wants. He uh, really can. Yeah. Chop me down and burn me as firewood. Audacious lumberjack of a man. Oh, my God. No, come on. It's the John Oliver thing. I know thing. the John Oliver thing. <laughs> okay. When you are being asked about your role in the deaths of thousands, you simply don't get to walk out of an interview. That kind of behaviour is reserved for Adam Driver in an NPR interview about Marriage Story, and that is only because Adam Driver can do whatever the fuck he wants. Step on my throat, Adam Driver, you rudely large man. Break my fingers, you brooding mountain. There are a few more, and there's really nothing to say about them. Uh, there is a Christmas special with Mindy Kaling. It's an episode of The Muppets Revival from 2015 that was like, single. it's called Single All the Way. I guess she's trying to find a date or something. Who cares? Um, there is a Lady Gaga and the Muppets Holiday Spectacular yeah. that came out in 2013 that I did not see, um, but I nope. might. There's Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it, Elton John, RuPaul, Kristen Bell. Oh, Wow. Yeah, it might be worth watching. Um, or not. I mean, it's, I feel like... It's missable. Yeah. I, yeah, like, why... Unless there's, like, a murder involved and it's, like, a Muppet murder Christmas special. I don't give a shit. It's not. It's like it's like your typical Christmas special like, where they sing and dance and talk about the meaning of Jesus yeah. or whatever. <laughs> it had lower ratings than other Thanksgiving specials, just so you know. Uh, I just want to talk that about the fact that it does exist before we get into the real shows. Yeah, the, the actual shows, yeah. The final sort of like pseudo special is John Denver and the Muppets, A Christmas Together. Now, I love John Denver mm -hmm. and I love the Muppets. Yep, together. Together, this special is notable for lacking any charisma or emotion. <laughs> really? Yeah, it basically was lambasted as being like, John Denver should not have been on screen. Apparently, he is the most wooden. <laughs> and absolutely, um, I wish I could, I, I put aside a quote that I wanted to read you, but it was basically <laughs> like, a fine singer who should not have uh, dared to step in front of the camera, or something like that. I have memories of him on this show wearing like the little top hat. Oh yeah, hat, absolutely. And nothing yeah, yeah. about him actually... Like, just smiling. Like, I have no memories of any of the skits. Whereas I could probably, no. from, like, verbatim, 
tell you everything about a Muppet Family Christmas right the f- now. John Denver, I have no idea. Yeah, and and we'll get to that. Uh, in my mind, oftentimes I mix the two yeah. of these ones together. Uh, a Muppet Family Christmas with John yes. Denver and the Muppets. Yeah. They're in a cabin. It's snowy. Stuff happens. They sing. Uh, yeah, the only real like I have this on vinyl as well because I just love the Muppets in Christmas. So, but it's also like it just they should have done that. Just like we're releasing a vinyl, we'll we'll have a concert. And then just do that, you know? Well, this is the wild thing. That's all I thought it was. I did not know it was a Christmas special until prepping for this episode. It blew my mind. I think you got to Taylor Swift it. Be aware you're just like, you're just filming the concert. You can watch that in the movie theater. People have a good time. Dress up in a Christmas sweater. Have have a good night. Uh, The only real bright point apparently is Christmas is coming with Miss Piggy, who just sort of steals the scene. Uh, it's apparently the only thing bordering on charismatic in the entire uh, special. Christmas is coming, the goose is getting fat. Please do put a penny in the old man's hat. If you haven't got a penny, a penny will do. If you haven't got a penny, then God bless you. So let's move on. Goodbye, John Denver. See you around, Denver. So now we're getting into the real Christmas movies that are like Muppet features. Um, And I think this is as good a spot as any to take a break. And we can hit these last sort of four real movies, the first two and then the other, and after the break here. So yeah. Who's that Pokemon? Are you ready for this? Do you have one picked out? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Yeah. Go for it. Um, So the silhouette is sort of... um, it sort of starts with like a spiky crowny shape and then it goes down and then tapers out into a wide base. Is it a Christmas tree? <laughs> it's not a Christmas tree, but good guess. Uh, Spiky-ish top. And Interest. Is it, is it a Muppet? It is a Muppet. I will give you that. Is it the ghost of Christmas past? Uh, that would be Waldorf and Statler, so no. No, oh, sorry, Christmas oh, present, sorry, present. Christmas. Wait, which one's past? Oh, Christmas past is that weird... Yeah, this is the big man. That's Christmas present, yeah. No, it's not him. Sorry. Yeah, Christmas, okay, I like him a lot, but okay. Hmm, can you give me another hint? I could, but I feel like any hint I give you will give it away. It's not a Christmas tree, it's not the ghost of Christmas present. Is it Sweetums? It's not Sweetums. No, it's not. One more time, one more time. You want me to do the silhouette again? Okay, I'll step back so you can see it a little better. This is my I'm far away from the mic voice. I'm sure that makes good audio. I don't think that's a thing, Ben. Is it the Swedish chef? Okay, I... It is not the Swedish chef. You know what we're discovering, though, during this is that a lot of the Muppets have a very similar silhouette. I actually thought this one would be dead easy, like a super giveaway. Beaker? It is Beaker. It's Beaker. Have you seen the Beaker Carol of the Bells? Yes. Yeah, 
This is what brought the Muppets back from sort of their uh, their post sort of 90s like <laughs> Treasure Island and uh, whatever is when they were doing all these shorts on uh, YouTube on the Muppets channel on YouTube. This is what like made them popular and brought them back. It's fucking hilarious. There was a time when I still did not have children where I would just sit at home and watch YouTubes of the same like very short Muppet skits uh, over and over again. Okay, I can't do any more because I'm going to pee my pants or barf or something. Oh, it's so good. Swedish Chef could be Sweetie Todd. It could be Swedish Todd. <laughs> so fucking dumb. I love it. It's so good. Oh, God. This is this is the joy of the Muppets. Like, when, when you think about the Muppets, it's just the Muppets. The, the, Muppins, <laughs> the Muppets. It's the freedom to be absolutely ridiculous yeah. and stupid. Just wacky. And, just wacky. We don't have enough wacky shit. No, anymore. we need more weird, like just goofy, fun, fun happy things. Fun. Yes. A Muppet Family Christmas. Oh. What happens in a Muppet Family Christmas, Lex? Well, this is one of the big ones. This is the memory maker. This is one of the greatest, like I, I think Muppet shows of all time, like Muppet TV shows, in, including it, any of the movies, like yes. a Muppet Caper. Now, I mean, Muppets Take Manhattan. I mean, those are big. Okay, I will say like Muppet the Treasure great Island. Muppet Caper, um, Muppet Take Manhattan are some of the greatest ones. But this big is Bird definitely goes up to there. China. Um, also, follow that bird where they like that's a great Muppet. Anyway, okay, I digress. So it came out in 1987, and it starts with a great sing along. Ben, everybody's piled in from the Muppet Show in Fozzie the Bear's truck, and they're singing a great song. We need a little Christmas, which is great. Where are they going? They are going to Fozzie's mom's farm to have Emily, an old Emily Bear's house. Emily Bear's house to have an old fashioned family. Funny to it's you? so funny. His, his name is Fozzie and her name Who's is Emily. Emily. <laughs> do you have to be just the right kind of old to find that funny? I think you do because people yeah. are like, "Yeah, her name's Emily." So what? But it, you have to see them together. Because his name is Fozzie. Do you not understand? That makes it. It's funny. such a ridiculous name, and she has just like a very normal like Emily Bear. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Um, and Emily is about ready to leave for Malibu, where she's going to go surfing and hang out on the beach. When you say that, I can literally hear Fozzie's voice saying, Malibu. No, like, what are you doing in Malibu? And so. Just the way he says Malibu is so fucking good to me. So well, there's so many great voices in this entire thing. But anyway, so um, Emily has rented out the farmhouse while she's away in Malibu to Doc and Sprocket, who are from the Fraggles. Fraggle Rock. Yeah. And so they're there to have a very... Muppets in my heart, no matter what the legal teams say. They're all Muppets. But I mean, anyway. Um, so they get there just as this awful snowstorm is hitting. Miss Piggy's stuck back in like New York or wherever and isn't getting there in time. And as the show progresses, more and more Muppets show up. So the gang from Sesame Street shows up and the kind of running gag is where are they all going to sleep? And so, like, Emily is like, well, this weirdo can sleep in the closet. And then they're like, ah, it's so much fun. And there's all these, like, little bits about, like, 
a Muppet turkey shows up. And so the Swedish <laughs> chef is like, whoa. And then Big Bird shows up. And then he's like, no, no, don't eat me. Look at this bird. And they're like, oh, my God, it's so crazy. And then they find a snowman outside who can tell, like, jokes with Fozzie. And they have that kind of, like, vaudevillian I have kind of sense been to it. I've disappointed that that snowman has not come back in some sort of capacity. I feel like that was, like, a star in the making. And just, like, snowman Muppet has not come back. But he wasn't in... He wasn't in Muppet Christmas Carol. I feel like he was in the background. No, I feel like there's no talking. Maybe in the background. There's no talking snowman. But probably in the background, but no talking. But anyway, they have really great Christmas. Uh, Eventually, Miss Piggy gets there by hell or high water. And it's Miss Piggy. So, of course, she's like, she comes in fashionably late. They sing some songs. Rolf plays a piano. It's the greatest most wholesome friggin' show ever, and I love it, and I watch it every year. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to play Baldur's Gate 3 some more tonight or watch uh, I'm Up at Family Christmas. It is delightful. It is warm. You have to. It's so good. When people talk about the sort of things that make it feel like the Christmas season, uh, I'm Up at Family Christmas is definitely one of those, or for me, yeah. uh, I'm Up at Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. They're what I watch when I wrap presents. Absolutely. Going to see Zoo Lights. Like at our, in our city is also oh, yeah. one of those things that like kicks off the season for me. Uh, we did not see them last year until January like 5th, but still felt like Christmas extended the season. Yeah. Um, yeah like what's your first memory of watching a Muppet uh, family Christmas? I just remember it being on the TV while like the actual pine tree was up and sitting and watching it and thinking it was just like, like, oh shit, it's Christmas time. Like so excited. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie Brown Christmas does that for me too. Even though it's a boring-ass show. It is, but it's also kind of like, I'm just going to like wear this warm blanket and just settle yeah. in and just kind of nap while it's on TV. So this is one of the interesting things, and one of the things I really appreciate about Muppet Christmas stuff, specifically a Muppet Family Christmas, is it holds up. Mm-hmm. As a parent, I've gone back and tried to watch a lot of those old like Rankin-Bass Christmas specials. They absolutely do not hold they up. They do not uh, hold up. Santa Claus is a humongous jerk. Everyone is like super bigoted towards like. Yeah, there's a lot of racism. Rudolph yeah. and other, yeah, racism, sort of slight homophobia tinging everything. And it's kind of a slog because the voice acting is so intense. They're like, why are you screaming? Oh, it's so weird. Yeah. So like I'm there for like the original, like the opening Burl Live yes. Snowman guy singing. And then, and then I'm out. Yeah. And I was like, Fiona and I tried to do it with our, our eldest and. We got like a few minutes and he's not interested. And we're just like, this is terrible. Like, yeah, this like, is mm-hmm. not good. Uh, it's not fun. There's no redeeming quality. No. It's a bummer. But Muppet Family Christmas it holds really up. Does. And you know what else holds up? Muppet Christmas Carol. The best of all Muppet. I would say anything. Really? Yeah. A Muppet Christmas Carol. It is very, very good. It is honestly one of my favorite tellings uh, of A Christmas Carol. And I am a Christmas Carol aficionado, as you know. You love the shit out of The Christmas Carol anything. I have read the book. I watch the show. I see the play. I have wild theories about the way Ebenezer Scrooge is portrayed. I think people are sort of misunderstanding the type of curmudgeon he is. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's beside the point. A Muppet Christmas Carol is beautiful. I feel like you should write a graphic novel retelling A Christmas Carol, like in your own version, because you know it so well. Oh, boy. I mean, do I? I mean, I have a feeling of knowing it. To me, that's Christmas. Like you were talking about, the the highlights of A Muppet Christmas Carol are 
songs like uh, whatever, it's only however many more days mm. till Christmas. I should have this stuff locked down a little better when I'm. Oh, I do like when they're singing it about- in the Ebenezer's office with all the rats and. Yeah, and they're shutting things. Tis the season to yeah. be humble. Do we do? Because like. Michael Caine, yeah. it's Michael Caine, right? Like his, it's Michael Caine. His yeah. Scrooge is just a piece of shit. Obviously, so spot like, on. He's so like good. cartoonishly villain. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, Kermit is just like so put upon, and oh my god, his uh, the rolling walk when he's like singing and going to see Tiny Tim with him. Yeah. For some reason, that bit of like puppetry with like the rolling like barrel that he's walking along on, and his feet are moving, and they're singing together. So wonderful. And it's. The entire movie is beautiful. Like the the design of the puppets is gorgeous. Oh yeah. Like the little the little the little girl puppet who plays the um I was going to say the muppet of Christmas and I was like that's not right. The spirit of Christmas past. She's so cute. Yeah, she's terrifying oh. to me. Oh, I find her fucking terrifying. Interesting. Was it the ghost? Something about her face. Mm, okay. It just doesn't seem right. She just seems like a little girl who's stuck in the past. Yeah. And I, I, I just love the idea. They are what they are. It's no fault of mine. Um, I have to tell you something, and I'm going to give away a little bit of a, of a secret here. I was trying desperately. Wait, you should whisper if it's a secret. Well, no. And the secret is it was, it was a present I was trying to find oh. for you. Oh, but you didn't. I was No, I didn't. And it was really hard because... <laughs> I was desperately trying to find you a Muppet bust, like the Muppet uh, bust of Shakespeare that they have in Ebenezer's Oh my God, that'd be so good. <laughs> yeah. I looked everywhere for it, and so I think I'm just going to have to- Does it even exist? It, well, I'm sure it does. I've, I've been looking on Etsy, and I think I found a couple things. That's such a good idea. I'm going <laughs> to find it for myself <laughs> But I was now. trying so hard to find it, and I thought, if I can if I can find this thing- That's so sweet of you. You're going to you, love Alex. it, but I've been looking high. I think I might just have to make it or something, and then like- Don't and even if, worry about it. It's a thought that counts. <laughs> The thought shared here with our audience. I just thought that you would love it because it's so... Well, I also have a Christmas gift for you, but I did find it, so I'm not going to tell you what it is. You'll have to wait. Is it... you have to wait till Christmas. Is it going to be like six Rikers a-leaping? It is, days. but which six Rikers are you getting is the question. Can we I rewrite have, that I have song? secured six... Yes, we should do. Okay, we are recording our Christmas special next. Uh... I think theoretically it was supposed to be about 100% about a Christmas carol, but that seems boring. So let's I just mean, make a Christmas special. Just all of the Christmas let's stuff. Let's open it with uh, a Star Trek, uh, <laughs> 12 Star Treks of Christmas or whatever you oh, want to call it. that'll be fun. We can, yeah, let's do that. That'll we'll be just great. Sing. Yeah, let's just do whatever we want. We'll spend the next week or so writing. Six Rikers sitting on a chair backwards. Yeah, exactly. Six Riker maneuvers. Five datas. <laughs> One... Kobayashi Maru. Yeah, it's funny to us, even though we don't have any good lyrics yet. (laughs) We're gonna, we're so proud of ourselves. One shut up, Wes. Uh. (laughs) Except I don't like that one because apparently, uh, Will Wheaton has mentioned many times how badly that affects him. (laughs) So I I take it back. We don't do that. Sorry, sorry. What the fuck were we talking about? Yes, you are getting six records for Christmas. I've already found oh, all six. Like, I'm going to turn them into Christmas ornaments. Uh, I don't know if you'd be able to, but you can try. What if I'd <laughs> sent you real record? <laughs> he just shows up. He's just wearing a ribbon. Oh my God. If you showed up in my house, I would, I would plot. Did I ever show you the video that uh, John got me his cameo for? Uh, oh no. Yeah. I'll, I didn't I'll know show you got you. a cameo. I That's got a amazing. cameo of Riker. Um, when I 
graduated with my master's degree, John got it for me as a present. And it was just like, I cried. I still have it on my phone. I cry every so often, but it's just, it's the best. Yeah. That's amazing. So good. Yeah. I remember how I felt when I was at like t- the science center and he was like two people away from me. And I was like, the fuck is happening? I could touch him. I can't, I should not touch him, but I could touch him. I have met him multiple times, Ben. So I know, I know we talk about it. This is like our 19th time and I'm happy. I'm here for it. Let's go again. One time my sister got us tickets to the Calgary Philharmonic Orchestra doing like Star Star Trek. Well, it was mostly sci-fi. So it was Star Trek, Star Wars anyway. This is actually a new one. You haven't shared this one. I haven't told you this one. And so um, Jonathan Frakes was the MC for the event. No fucking way. And she got us tickets to the after party. And I was like, oh my God. And so we had really awesome seats that were right up kind of on the stage. And so he would come over to the box and lean on it while the orchestra was playing. And no so none way. of us were paying attention. We were just staring at him like, hello. Oh, my God. Captain Riker. Hi. Ugh. So a few times he would walk over and be like, hello. And then would MC. It was awesome. It was really, really good. And then we went to Teatro for the after party. Oh, hoity-toity. I was very fancy. And so he showed up. And, I mean, he's getting paid. So he did a great job of like... He walked in and he was so boisterous and loud and he was going around shaking hands and taking pictures with everybody. And my sister was like, get in there. And so I went up and I was like, I, I'm like just such a massive fan. Can, can we get a picture? And my sister takes a picture of me with him and I text it to my mom and she wrote back, what's happening? Who is that? Are you drunk? <laughs> Thanks, mom. I know. And then I told my dad and he was like, how did you not know who that was? But um, it was just so amazing. So that was like the second oh, or third so time that I've met you. him. It was it was just so much fun. It was such a great night. Brilliant. Brilliant. How do we get Jonathan Frakes on our show? I mean. Death start. Got to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere. Wouldn't that be great? Anyway, so Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol. It's wonderful. It's fantastic. Michael King gives a... Uh, an unnecessarily uh, wonderful performance while playing with a bunch of Muppets. He did 110. I love that he didn't hold back. Like, he just was, like, going hard that entire movie. So good. You know, Stadler and Waldorf being uh, Marley and Marley is oh, Marley and so Marley. So good. It's, like, so fucking good. Perfect. Dead like, on. Yeah, absolutely. There's casting, and then there's, like, Muppet in a role casting. And I want to understand whose mm-hmm. job it is to decide which Muppets get to play which roles, because it's fantastic. Do you think good. in the writer's room, they have like a battle royale of like, okay, I'm going to make the case that Fozzie Bear should actually be. Oh, absolutely. Wouldn't that be so much fun? Oh, How do we get in the writer's room to do Sweeney Todd? We should be in that we room. We need to write this, Ben. I'm, I'm dead <laughs> okay. serious. I think we need to a pitch it. Script. To... <laughs> <laughs> the most The most unsought after thing in the entirety of the world, a Muppet musical. Sweeney. <laughs> Sweeney Todd musical <laughs> that we are going to write on spec. And just like fucking Disney, we'll walk up like with our little papers in our hand. Disney, we wrote it. You will play. We made a play. We'd like to show will you. you. Give us money for our play. We would like full creative control <laughs> of the Jim Henson Muppet Factory. They are our Muppets now. We will make them oh, shine. I mean, I would kill Miss Piggy so fast. Oh, no, that. absolutely not. I would not let that happen unless it's a twist. Maybe she fakes her own death in some sort of no i mean like she would obviously have to play um oh my god holy fuck holy fuck holy fuck holy fuck holy fuck i'm sorry what it just came to me muppets perot oh what why have the muppets not done all the fucking 
murder mystery stuff yet. Brilliant. Yes, you are right, Ben. Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. A murder on the Muppet Express. Yeah. That would be so good. A haunting in Muppet Venice. Oh, a, a haunting in Venice would be really good with Muppets. Uh, <gasps> all of them. Oh, that would be good. Even some of the other like kind of Victorian horror, like uh, murders in Rue Morgue kind mm-hmm. of thing. Oh, that would be good. Fucking Muppets Dracula. Oh. Like the count is right there. You are right, Ben. You Oh, you're right. You're so right. That would be great. Like all the old, like, uni- oh, I guess that's the problem. They're all owned by Universal. I mean, but at the same time, too, who gives a shit? Let's are just they, write this. Are they, or are they, uh, are they in any capacity in public domain? I mean, we're going to... Frankenstein? That's a good question. Who would you make Frankenstein? Would that be Kermit? Because he's green already? No, I feel like it would have to be Fozzie. Yeah, I, that's... Oh my God, yeah, right? it's 100% because that's where I went too. I was like, it's got to be Fozzie. Got to be Fozzie. Like just destroying right? the town because he's a giant klutz. Waka waka and so many waka good jokes waka. while he's doing it. Waka it would be waka. so good. That was all he can say. You destroyed the entire town and he like bites a cigar. Waka waka. But it would kind of be like Hodor. He can only say Hodor, but it's Fozzie and he's like waka <laughs> waka. Um, Mrs. Lovett. That's what I was going to say. Mrs. Piggy could play Mrs. Lovett. Yeah. In Sweeney Todd. Yeah. I mean, who else would you have to do it? No, it has to be Piggy. But then that like, isn't, isn't, you know, Sweeney Todd then have to be Kermit? No, Kermit will be, mm, okay, Ben, we'll have a casting call. (gasps) Okay. This is what we'll do. We'll have our own casting call Mm -hmm. where we'll have to like cast the cast of. We have a future episode. We just wrote it where we are going to give a quick synopsis of our Muppet uh, movies and cast them for everyone. Okay, but we digress. Muppet Christmas Carol. I have one more thing to say about A Christmas yep. Carol, which is that the boisterous joyfulness of Fozzie mm-hmm. Bear as uh, Fe- Fezziwig. Oh, Fezziwig, yeah. Is something that, like, this is going to sound nuts, but I actually aspire to as a person. You want to be Fezziwig, but like Fozzie? Fozziwig. Yeah, but <laughs> there's a way that he is portrayed as being just like, generous with mm. what he has the success that he has that and like just a, a desire to create happiness for other people that like has inspired me since i first saw that film mm-hmm. which is a wild thing to put out there but yeah specifically fozzy as Fezziwig is an inspirational uh and aspirational character for that's me. so sweet so that's why that movie holds such a an important part uh in my soul Let's move on. There's two more. There's not really much else to say. There's a Muppet Christmas uh, Letters to Santa. Have you ever watched that one? Nope. It's it's watchable. It's fun. It was like a TV movie. Uh, okay. I don't know. They lose some kid's letter that's in their apartment building that they live in in mm. New York, and then they have to go on a journey to get it back. I forget what happened. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and then the more recent, uh, it's a very merry Muppet Christmas movie. Have you watched that one? Nope. Nope. I haven't seen it. All right. Well, then there's no talking about it because I haven't watched it either. (laughs) So it exists. It's out there. It's from 2002. But yeah, I feel like we've got to round it out and let people know that it does exist. Well, there you go. Yeah. Do we have anything else to say about Muppets and Christmas while we're here? Um, not Muppets and Christmas, but I did want to hear how your tattoo went. Oh, shit. We didn't even talk about tattoos tattoos yet. yet. Uh, Tattoo went well. I got into an altercation on my way into the shop. Oh, no. What? Uh, Someone decided I cut them off. So they they followed you? Not even. I was like trying to park. So I was pulling over anyhow. But then they parked behind me so I couldn't move. Got out of the car. Like we're blaring on their horn. So I flipped them off as you do. (laughs) You know, if you're a toxic man who's just like, I deserve to be able to (laughs) express my feelings however I want, whenever I want. Okay. So... 
he gets out of his car and just starts screaming at me. So I got out of my car. No, you didn't, Ben. I did because I was like, so I didn't escalate. I went up to this guy. I was like, get back in your car and go away. You're acting insane. And so he goes back to his car and he's still swearing at me. And he's he's gotten out of a BMW like X5 or whatever. Yeah, so he's fine. Yeah. And I'm holding my keys in my hand, but I also have a knife connected to my pocket because I always have a carry knife. And he looks down and he sees something in my hand and he sees a knife on my pocket. He's like, are you going to stab me? I was like, no. And this is what I said. I look at the guy. I'm like, you're fucking crazy. Get in your car and go. (laughs) So he did. I took a picture of him and his car and his license plate just in case like he went more bananas on me. Yeah. I was like, dude, what are you doing? And yes, I I would like to appreciate momentarily the uh, special type of assholish maleness that is required to feel like Someone's screaming at me and the best course of action is for me to get out of my car and confront them. I would never, ever get out of my – if that that has happened to me where people have come up and screamed and I just get my phone and I record them. Yeah. And I stay – like my little door's locked and then I honk the horn until somebody comes and helps me. Jesus. Uh, yeah, it's wild. So like I was, uh, I was impressed with myself for being like – Very calm. Dude, just get the fuck back in yeah. your car. Like wow. I swore, but I was like – chill about it it was almost without the swears it was almost like a chill sort of like teacher to kid sort of thing like i was like i didn't cut you off on purpose get the fuck back in your car like what are you doing yeah like where you are park you? behind me i can't move like go yeah and then and then dude's like you're gonna stab me i'm like i'm not gonna fucking stab you you psychopath you stopped your car and are yelling at me yeah like what do you i did not pull my knife out brandish it and start making stabby motions towards you i'm holding my keys and i happen to have a knife clipped on my pants like (laughs) chill the fuck out (laughs) ah yeah it was a wild experience so my tattoo went well though after that oh i'm sorry to hear that you had like a negative experience prior to the tattoo (laughs) it's fun it makes good talk it does it's very like nothing happened because i guess i'm lucky or something uh that situation could have gone bad wildly differently and poorly which is like the sort of point I want to get at when I talk about a story like this is like, check yourself. Yeah. Even if you're not in the wrong, like, what are you doing? Like I further escalated the situation by getting out and confronting somebody. Mm-hmm. I did not need to do that. My car was blocked. I still could have just sat in there like you said and just chilled out and been like, move on, buddy. Yeah. Eventually they go away. But yeah, there's this uh, male thing, this what do we call it? Masculinity of a poisoned variety. The macho. <laughs> the machismo. The like demands two dudes get out of their car. Chest bump. Cause yeah. a problem. Oh, this dude's blocking an entire lane of traffic. I am on the shoulder. Like I pulled over because I was parking. And this dude is actually blocking an entire lane of traffic just screaming God. at me. And it's like the entitlement. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. My part of it I have, of course, embarrassed for. But uh, Wow. Yeah. Well, what a story. Go. What a story to tell when you get into the, the tattoo <laughs> shop run by wonderful progressive women <laughs> who you're just like, uh, I had a shitty, totally male uh, interaction, <laughs> an interaction that could not happen uh, anywhere else except for between two people that identify <laughs> this way and uh, feel entitled to their anger in this way. Anyhow, how was your tattoo? You got your very fucking first. I did. I got my very first tattoo. I am so goddamn proud of you, Lex. Yeah. I I was so scared, mm-hmm. but I'm so, so glad that I did. It was honestly, like, I told you, I, I had a bit of a cry in the car because it was such, like, a positive experience that it was, like, almost, like, spiritual, if that makes sense. You did a thing that you didn't feel... 
I'm trying to choose my words that you didn't feel like, I don't know what the, the holdup is there or whatever the barrier mm-hmm. was, but you felt a barrier to doing that thing and you did it anyhow. Yeah. I was really nervous. And that is a good feeling. And I got to give a shout out because the, the tattoo artist Alonzo, uh, Blades Inc., he was so good. He made me feel so, so comfortable and like totally welcomed. Like if I had sat up halfway through the sitting and been like, I can't do this anymore. He would have been like, cool, cool. cool. Like he just yeah. kept checking on me. I felt so safe and like comfortable in the shop. Like the place was awesome. That's so, wicked. That's a hundred percent what I'm looking for yeah. and why I go where I go all the time. It was such a positive experience. And I got to tell you, like the shop was so supportive, like the other artist who was in there working, he finished his client and then popped in and was they were just sharing stories about like all this amazing work and just complimenting each other. It was really nice. And so it's a fun vibe. It's like, it was great. A huge part of what's enjoyable about a good tattoo shop for me. And I got to tell you, when I got there, there was this older gentleman getting a tattoo and he looked like he, he looked like he was older and he was just covered in tattoos and overhearing his conversation was amazing. Cause he started talking about Taylor Swift and I was like, nice. where's this going to go? Because Was it me? Was I at the tattoo <laughs> shop? If you had gray hair and like a ponytail. I will someday, Lex. Just wait. That'll be you. But, and this was like, this is on me. This was a judgment. I looked at him and I thought he was going to be like, I didn't think he was going to be as positive as he was. But he was like, my granddaughter got me started on Taylor Swift. And that woman is amazing. And did you know? And he talked about her for like an hour. That's cool. And he was just like... You know, I'm not a big fan of her music, maybe, but like, man, is she great? And she's a great role model and pop. And I just thought, like, this is the coolest experience. But no, I loved it. I love my tattoo. The whole thing was awesome. How's the healing process going? Fine. Like, yeah. I took the second skin off. So I had Saniderm on um, until, I guess, yesterday, really. So it was about yeah. five days with the Saniderm. And so I took it off. And so looks like it's really good. It's just now it's starting to scab. And so I'm just washing it, moisturizing it. Everything's good. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, try to keep that scabbing down if you can. Yeah, I've got you the... You don't want it to scab. Well, like, it's it's more, like, peely than scabby. That's okay. Yeah. Peely is good. It's more, like, dry and peely, yeah. If it peels, that's ideal. If it scabs... Things are bad. Things are bad. How's yours doing? Oh, great. I know how to heal. You know how... I mean, like, <laughs> that's why joking. I go to you for advice. You know what's happening. No, I mean, it's always, it's always a little... Like, it was a large chunk of yeah. skin... This beholder takes up like a very significant portion of my the back of my calf. So, uh, yeah, it smarts, but I'm used to it at mm-hmm. this point. Uh, I am 15 or 16 tattoos deep wow. at this point. Amazing. Yeah, and probably on the docket this year is a neck tattoo. Oh, the job killer. It's going to finish off. I mean, they call these job killers. I got my job killers ages ago. Knuckles are called job killers. Hands are called job killers. Necks are job killers. It's, it's fine. What, what am I going back to at this point, Lex? <laughs> I don't know, Ben. Whatever you want. Yeah. I left my career wow. seven, yep. eight years ago to do a graphic novel. Oh, yeah. That took me two, three years. And then I became a stay-at-home parent. I have been out of the workforce long enough that I can never go back anyhow. Oh, that's my dream. Uh, not to at least like an office job or anything. So I would love to leave the workforce. All I can do is secure my position as a stay-at-home father by getting as many tattoos as possible. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you do it, folks. Parenting advice. Just keep getting them tattoos. <laughs> or relationship. I'm not sure. Just keep inking. Will you get another one? I don't know. I don't know. I was... Was that enough? It might be, but if I get another one, I'd like Alonzo to do another one on the back of my other arm just for some balance. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just love this one so much right now that it's all I can think about is just I love totally. it. Totally. Yeah. 
My very first tattoo is was gigantic. I got it when I was 30 to like be like, hey, I've yeah. always wanted this. I'm 30 now. Like I'm going to do it. And it was like shoulder to, yeah. to elbow piece. And the funny thing about that is I had like three or four sessions. I actually never finished that one. Oh, really? And then I didn't get another tattoo until I was like 36 or seven. Then you went nuts. <laughs> You're just, just going for him. Yeah. Friggin' wild. Yeah. One skipped a few years and then just went like bananas. And now it's like my favorite thing. Yeah. Uh, just going in, chatting with people. And then even more than that, just zoning yeah. out for four hours while getting scratched. How did you handle the pain? I would say, so my sitting was about four, four and a half hours. That's a good chunk. Um, and I, I think the last half hour was hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't that it was like, and Alonzo um, said that it, his advice to me was it feels like cat scratches. Like it's just, it's yeah. irritating. It doesn't hurt. Did you feel like that was adequate? Like, oh, an, yeah. uh, not adequate, but like an appropriate description for Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Just like as, over and over. And he was so good because he was like, okay, we're going to start with one line and just see how you're doing. And then we'll go from there. And I was just like, oh, this is fine. Um, but that last half hour, I was just like. Is that when he was filling in on the cat? Yeah, it was mostly when he was doing like the white highlights. Oh, okay. Because he's going back over skin that's already yeah, been. Yeah. That pretty worked over already. And so that yeah. at that point, I was like, bah. also like because of it's on the back of my left arm, the way that I was laying down was really awkward. And so more than anything, like my neck was hurting. I was just like ready to get up and like move around. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. I peel myself up off of the table after like the three or four hours I was sitting yeah. on Friday and it's just like, Oh God, oh. right. I'm old. I know we're not supposed to talk about that, but like Jesus. Fuck. Well, and like my sternum was like starting to hurt because I was yeah. lying on it and I was trying to prop myself yeah. up and like, and it just like, <laughs> I was just ready to be like, I need to get up and be done. So it wasn't that it was painful. Uh, you've also run out of adrenaline at that point too. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm ready to go. I want a snack. I want to go yeah. home. And I was yeah. just like, but I was in awe of like how he, like he is meticulous. He's so, so good. And so I thought even from like the artistry side of it, to be able to sit for four and a half hours and draw the way that he did was just, it was amazing. It's wild. And like the skin, yeah. uh, as far as a canvas goes, like you want to talk about like weird yeah. mediums to have to draw on, uh, you know, we're both artists. So like you get it. Oh yeah, absolutely. They have to like stretch and pull and like firm up and hold. And like, I can't imagine that like trying no. to draw on moving sort of squishy canvas is just wild. Yeah. I was so scared that I was going to be like twitchy, but no, oh, yeah. I was I was good. There was like a couple of times where my legs were falling asleep, but again, like we had, <laughs> we took lots of breaks and so I was okay, but my goodness, it, but it was really, it was a great experience. I would get another one. I'm not planning not, on no it, but I would. worried about it from no. the sense of like, it's a new thing that you've never done before. You, exactly. you could do it if you wanted to. And, Absolutely. And maybe yeah. that's sort of the the thing. Yeah. That's what you got. You know that now. I do feel like when you ask me if I feel like metal is f I like I do, but I also, it's weird this week. I feel like I just have more confidence this week. I feel like proud of myself. I'm proud of you too, Lex. I know you, Thanks, uh, you got a little, a little nervous there. I was nervous. The yeah. day before, but I'm happy you pushed through and did it and fuck yeah. A battle devil horns. Yeah. Tattoo yeah. squad. Tattoo squad. <laughs> We're hard as F and nobody will mess with us now, <laughs> least of which. Unless you're driving a BMW. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we joked about that in the shop too. It's like, oh, the tattoos worked. I was like, well, did they? <laughs> because the dude yelled at me. <laughs> it was the knife. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it wasn't. <laughs> the knife on your belt. Even that didn't dissuade this dude. He just went back to his car and got his phone like he was going to like call some homies or something to come roll up on me. 
I was like, dude, what is wrong with you? I'm not going to stab you over a minor <laughs> inconvenience of driving. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? I use this for cutting boxes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people are awful. This is wild. <laughs> You're going to stab me? No. What? What? No. Get in your car. No yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening, folks. This has been Dork Matters, the uh, dorky podcast by dorks for dorks about everything that <laughs> That's a, this is the old one. I forgot. Fuck. Uh, until next time. Dork, 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 dork. Dork, dork. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Dork Matters. If you like the podcast, subscribe, give us a rating, and tell your friends about us. If you are a fellow dork and have a dork issue that you think we need to discuss, tell us on our social media. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. You can also check out original art and other content from Ben and myself. We'd like to say a big thank you to Yabra for the use of our theme song, Dance, off of their Astral EP, as well as a thank you to Jess Schmidt for producing and editing our podcast. Thanks, Jess. Dork Matters. This podcast is created on the traditional territories of the Blackfoot Nations, which includes the Siksika, the Begaini, and the Gaina. We also acknowledge the Stony Nakoda Nation, Sutena, and Métis Nation Region 3.